What better way to start this project than the company that seems not to come out of the public's mouth? Not so long ago, Tesla received praise from the general public. Nothing aside flattery and admiration came out from experts and consumers. This undertaking bears the burden of initiating the first stage for moving our society towards a green energy transition. This is a merit that even the harshest critics cannot take away from it. Well, for those in the audience, if there really is anyone other than my mother listening to this podcast, let's hide under the rug the autopilot which has epileptic seizures in the middle of the road. Continuous sales and production promises that are never fulfilled. Unexplainable manufacturing failures. But after all this, I still haven't mentioned the icing on the cake, Elon Musk. Beyond its capacity for innovation, Tesla is shadowed by the brains behind the operation. The epicenter in which everything related to Tesla revolves. He is the self-described African-American, genius, visionary, prophet, philosopher, banker, programmer. Well, I'm running out of saliva from mentioning so many titles. If there is something I forgot, don't be afraid to email me. For many, he is the reincarnation of Jesus, a scholar who can correct complex rocket designs with the naked eye. Elon mends stagnations on the assembly line with his right hand. At the same time, he's using his left hand to post a tweet about how he works 18 hours a day and sleeps on the factory floor. He does all this while his mind is occupied with launching a rocket to Mars. To give an example, I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. So imagine the difference between a genius like Musk and the son of a humble peasant like me. For a small and growing minority, Elon is a trust fund baby that has only failed upwards. The fifth night of a corrupt system which is predestined to fall. Well, my job here is not to evaluate the character behind this person, but such is Musk's influence on his company that it is necessary to comment on the public's opinion on him. King Louis XIV always stands out as an example of a centralized political system. But this so-and-so, in my opinion, is envying Elon's prominence over his companies. The man took a puff on a joint and the stock price went down. If I were a Tesla shareholder, apart from having a heart rate monitor available 24-7, I would have nightmares every night. Tesla's shareholders are probably worrying that Elon gets hit by a brakeless truck when he crosses the street. Maybe a flower pot falls on Elon's head, leaving this world sooner than necessary. I would like to know what would happen the day Elon Musk catches a severe flu. Surely panic spreads in those gigafactories, hundreds of candles placed throughout the facility to aid Elon's recovery. Robin Hood investors throwing themselves en masse out of windows, Wall Street bets in mourning for a whole week. Well, let's get to the subject at once. It's time to talk about the main topic. The podcast is divided into various sections. First, I will present a company overview after an analysis of the business model. And then to conclude, we will look at the finances and later evaluation of the stock. To find out the intrinsic value, it would be best to use the forecast of the gurus of Wall Street. Men hardened in recessions, depressions and pandemics. Financial analysts who have crystal balls capable of not only predicting where the economy is headed, but also calculating profits over decades. There might even be analysts who can predict revenue centuries into the future. Individuals trained in the largest financial institutions who somehow could not see the real estate market collapsing on their faces. Well, let's not be so harsh. We all have a black spot on our record. If I am honest, it's best to trust these analysts' predictions. 
It's not to demerit me, but I've barely finished my degree in economics. And to top it off, sometimes I use the calculator to make the simplest sums. So if someone prefers to rely instead on the study of an unknown young man, I will be out of words. Honestly, you have more serious problems than what is the value of Tesla stock. Tesla focuses mostly on manufacturing electric cars. You don't have to be a genius to know that Tesla produces electric cars, but the details are the key. Based on its capacity for innovation, Tesla aspires to dominate this sector. But there is still a bigger goal, Tesla becoming the pioneer of the green revolution. It focused, at first, on reaching high-end consumers, people with money, the bourgeoisie, so not us. Model X and later the S version are more prohibitively priced cars. Even so, those two cars raised Tesla to greater participation in the EV market. Then there are the Y models, in addition to the three. These are the company's pillars since they sweep sales quantities. Y and 3 are cheaper in comparison to the prior two. They focused on a mass market, that is, the proletariat or the middle class. I don't know how to describe the difference in sales between cheap and expensive models with words. Suffice it to say that they are orders of magnitude. In the first quarter of 2021, they sold 48,364 Model Y, while luxury models, XS, barely exceeded 1,000 orders in the same time range. Here we can see the path to profits lies in reaching mass sales and cheap cars are the key. We have in our minds the prejudice that Tesla is a luxury brand, however, this is a past tale. Using an example from the past, only the rich could buy a TV at first. In the beginning, TVs were an advanced technology. It was expensive to manufacture. Profitable companies use those gains from first sales to reduce the cost of their devices. Nowadays, everyone can afford a TV. There are even families whose problem is not finding space in their homes to place another TV. This strategy of initially reaching the niche and luxury market and then being able to finance an expansion to the average consumer has helped Tesla achieve total domination of the electric car market. In 2021, in North America, 70% of total EV sales lay with Tesla. At present, sales rates have not changed radically. The peculiarity is that the models in production are usually updated from time to time. That is, in a couple of years, a new version of the Model 3 will be released with some small improvements in the frame design and battery life. Tesla's manufacturing style is distant from average automotive production, which launches a new model yearly. However, both production styles share the incorporation of small improvements, rather than selling a completely different vehicle. Beyond the automobile, Tesla diversified into other areas, and despite occupying a low portion of total profits, they play a fundamental role in the company's ecosystem. About 10% of Tesla's revenue comes from green energy generation and storage, along with several services the company offers to car owners. Tesla seeks to have a somewhat autarkic production line. In other words, Tesla aims to be self-sufficient in the most crucial production phases. Management has also introduced measures to be involved in all aspects of the vehicle's life. Battery production, car manufacturing, vehicle software, 
maintenance, sales service, and even the vehicle's own insurance all originates almost exclusively from Tesla's inner workings. This is not a general rule in the industry, because companies rely on external partnerships. This strategy brings many advantages and disadvantages. We might see that Tesla is expanding away from a car company. They are taking on responsibilities not attached to your common vehicle manufacturer. This process is helping this company develop its skills outside manufacturing. Let's list Tesla's strengths. Let's list all the characteristics that made it the king of EVs. It is a reality that they are the innovation leaders. One of the reasons is that they spend a higher percentage of the budget on research and development. For example, Tesla spends per car a higher amount of dollars in innovation compared to Ford. A refusal to divert resources into marketing, frees up funds for research and development, may be one of the reasons. There are several innovation rankings where Tesla usually occupies the podium, next to entities such as Intel and BMW. Leaving aside the superiority of batteries and the interface of cars, the Tesla ecosystem stands out above the rest. Tesla works to combine advanced software and an extensive network of capital to provide consumers with various services. These efforts elevate consumer satisfaction to unknown levels. Not only is the extensive network of electric chargers available, but also specialist repairs online or in person. The advantage of having a professional on hand enables the possibility of having an individualized solution to damage in the vehicle. This web of services and the company's own reputation elevated the brand. Loyalty amongst consumers is quite high. In addition, it is usually the employer of choice for most workers. It can be said that Tesla still possesses some distance in terms of quality over the rest. Overall, it not only attracts the best talent possible, but there is a desire within the public to own high-quality assets like Tesla cars. It's not all flowers and rainbows with this company. Despite the damage Disney movies have done to the brains of some, the reality is it's not all good news. Repeating an earlier point for the clueless, Tesla has its own indigenous value chain. This idea created a huge vulnerability. I'm already repeating myself ad nauseum, but the presence in the United States is more than clear. However, in other countries, it is not as promising. One cause is the very nature of the automotive sector, because countries often use protectionist policies against foreign cars. Another reason is Tesla's independence when it comes to selling its product. The insistence on not using external dealers is an impediment when it comes to expanding the brand in other continents. Not only Tesla needs a lot of capital to establish their own car dealerships, but it also misses on less attractive opportunities. A benefit of partnering with an external car dealership is that the car manufacturer doesn't have to bear the burden of reaching less populated areas. Another flaw in internal functioning is the low production capacity. Let's be fair to Elon. Problems in supply channels are one of the explanations, but there are individual factors that prevent Tesla from meeting the demand for its products. In addition, skilled workers often leave the company regularly. It seems that being exploited and squeezed is not an attractive premise for the average engineer. It may seem silly to many, but this employee turnover often prevents the perfect flow in the production chain. Being the pioneer in the industry also has a cross to carry. One of Tesla's main attractions is the desire to own a product far above the rest. 
Tesla must continually shoulder the responsibility to invent new services or just a more modern car. Now that more competitors have smelled the dollars that can be made with electric cars, the development of the autonomic pilot seems to be the factor that differentiates Tesla from the rest. Even so, it is more than proven that there is still a long way to go for us to see cars driving alone on the streets. Although the truth is that I still prefer driving a pilotless car compared to my drunk father. We can understand that most people want a real human driving for safety reasons. Any delay in the massive incorporation of the AI pilot means the equalization between the Tesla brand with the rest. This jeopardizes the appeal of being the industry pioneer in the eyes of the public. Putting now the magnifying glass of strategist, let's think about the opportunities that Tesla has in front of it. It is more than obvious the advantage of AI technology when it comes to autopilot. Imagine a world where you can take a nap while commuting. Your vehicle earns extra cash by being a robo-taxi while you're not driving it. Well, all this if the Luddites allow us. The limits do not exist in this issue, but although in the short term, the impediments are apparent in the long term, we can have autopilot for granted. The ability to produce your own batteries logically sounds like a huge advantage. Despite crucial agreements with Panasonic in this area, Tesla has still accelerated its internal production. I don't think there is a need to mention how vital it is to lead on solar energy and batteries while there is an energy transition period. Governments are increasingly stimulating the implementation of green energy. Tesla is the beneficiary of this. The Asian market is the key to the future. The growth rates in sales on this continent are mind-boggling and the future projections seem to be improving. Tesla has already advanced on this issue and has achieved an exclusive relationship with the Chinese government. This leaves covered exposure to the Asian market. However, for the conspiracy minds in the audience, it is clear that China used Tesla to its advantage. They have developed various local car companies to meet the demand for green vehicles at a lower price. Ironically, Tesla's main rival in China is not the huge car companies that we know, but a local Asian manufacturer. Competition has been emerging in all directions. This is a threat that is better assimilated faster than later. It is not my purpose to recall theorems from the first year of economics, but the entry of more competitors will shrink the source of profits in the sector. We will be very naive not to remember that Tesla has hardly had any pressure from the big manufacturers regarding electronic vehicles. A few economists object that Tesla's peak is reaching his end. Competitive advantage is not as monopolized as before. More and more EV models are being launched each year, especially with the policies of Grandpa Biden. Entities such as Ford and General Motors have precipitated into EVS. Not only does this mean more contesting to attract consumers, but also to get the rare earths that are vital for batteries. Competitiveness, in our case, is a reality that any investor should be aware of. It's in the air how Elon Musk is going to react when his company is no longer the industry's king. On the surface, we can assure that the edge in terms of technology still rests on Tesla's side. As always, it is uncertain what regulations governments impose in this sector. It is important to know that the car industry is heavily constrained by regulations. Politicians will do something with the autopilot issue, and this can be a great limitation on driverless vehicles' possibilities. 
There is a side where state action can be in our favor. Let's put away the obvious benefits of applying tariffs to foreign cars. Tax rebates, subsidize electric chargers, and other multiple incentives to acquire EVs are being introduced by many countries. Being less reliant on fossil fuels is the Green Revolution's main premise. We won't go deep into legislation for time purposes, and I don't think anybody wants to hear long dissections on laws and trade practices. Either way, we can take for granted that government action benefits the EV market. Now, let's go to the part you have all been waiting for. It will be a challenge to describe accurately the financial side of this topic. One rule is that I am not using a specific number without a context to back it up. Tesla is a technology company and is not part of the old automotive industry that we all know. That quote helped me understand just how Tesla's valuation goes away from all the financial conventions. Many point to the absurdly high prices and overbloated ratios to explain why this company has reached the zone of overvaluation. Tesla's stock has been characterized as both overvalued and undervalued by different observers. Some arguments for overvalued include the high price to earnings PE ratio. Tesla's PE ratio, a common valuation metric, has often been much higher than those of traditional automakers. Optimistic growth expectations. Tesla's stock price has been influenced by expectations of strong future growth, including its expansion into new markets. Here, I must be specific to provide a better explanation. The market is paying high prices for Tesla's shares because there is an expectation of increasing abnormal earnings. That is to say, Tesla's profits in the upcoming year will exceed the economic opportunity cost. Put it this way, if the earnings are higher than expected, an investor would be willing to pay more than the book value. And if it's not expected to achieve the same, the investor would not be willing to pay anything more than the book value. In our case, the market has such a good picture of Tesla's technological supremacy that is willing to pay absurd prices for its equity. Some investors view the company's technological advancements as a sign of its competitive advantage and future profitability. Tesla has expanded its product offerings beyond electric vehicles, including solar products and energy storage solutions. Some analysts believe these markets could significantly contribute to the company's revenue and growth. It all goes down to one question. Can Tesla maintain its competitive advantage while traditional car manufacturers enter the EV space? Your answer will be the factor that decides whether the stock is overvalued or not. From 2010 to 2023, Tesla's stock exhibited significant volatility, characterized by periods of rapid price fluctuations. The stock experienced both substantial gains and steep declines over this time frame. Tesla went public in June 2010, and its stock experienced moderate volatility as the company was still in its early stages and had yet to achieve consistent profitability. Tesla's stock started gaining more attention as the company successfully launched its Model S sedan and began expanding its production capacity. The stock exhibited significant volatility, often responding to news about production numbers, sales figures, and future growth prospects. 
It wasn't until the year 2018 and 2019 that Tesla achieved a few profitable quarters during this period, which boosted investor confidence. However, the huge swings in share prices didn't stop as new macroeconomic factors appeared. The last few years have not been an exception. We saw a peak in November 2021. Nevertheless, nowadays we sit on a 40% loss from the all-time high. Just to give a number, on August 11, 2023, the stock closed at around $242. We are entering a stage of uncertainty. An economic slowdown is expected next year, and thus expectations are pessimistic. Wall Street forecasts that the stock price will decline, but there are many analysts that project a stalling around $240 and $260. Like I said before, if anybody knew what the market is going to do next year, month or even tomorrow, that person would be worshipped around every corner of the planet. I can assure you that we would take down that bull statue on Wall Street and instead build a bust for the genius capable of predicting stock prices. But because that individual doesn't exist, we may have to stick to the bull statue for a while. Now let's take get away from market activity and focus on the company itself. During the period from 2015 to 2018, Tesla's profitability was mixed, with some quarters of profitability and some quarters of losses. It wasn't until 2019 that we have seen a trend of profitability. Launching a more diverse range of models has helped in driving up production and revenues. Revenues have achieved exceptional revenue growth for the last three years. Forecasts for revenue are more than optimistic. Even profit margins, which convey the relative profitability of a firm or business activity by accounting for the costs involved in producing and selling goods, have maintained a positive value since 2019. Compared to its competitors, Tesla maintains a higher profitability score by a huge margin. In this scale, we consider all the ratios and margins briefly described before. Tesla's solvency and stability were topics of discussion among investors and analysts due to its high capital expenditures, ongoing investments in new products and technologies, and fluctuations in profitability. Considering that huge investments are necessary to meet the growing demand, new technologies and expansion outside the US, the stability of the company is outstanding. If there was a small price for Tesla's management on this issue, they would receive it. I don't know if the trophy should be solid gold or just plated gold, but that's an issue for the investors to decide. In summary, Tesla has more assets than liabilities both in the short and long term. Now, if there is something negative that I can say about Tesla's strengths, am I such a bad person to spoil the party? Well, let's just say that having no outstanding debt sounds perfect if you are a person. Having no bank, mob boss or distant friend asking you to give money back is not very flattery, especially if it's done in public. Now, we are talking here about business, and the rules are different. Remember when I mentioned that Tesla needs to make huge investments to dominate the electric vehicle market for the next decade? Well, having so much cash on hand and not taking more debt to fund this expansion is limiting Tesla's position in the industry. It may sound contradictory that after so many years of unprofitability, I still have a criticism to make now that numbers are green. But pointing out that taking more debt would be beneficiary in the long term. Now, who am I to say the board what they have to do? I think this is a great point to end the episode. 
I want to do more analysis and commentary for future topics. For a pilot chapter, maybe this is a nice way to wrap up things. In future analysis, I promise that deliver more and probably a higher dose of humour.